You are now listening to the Shoe Money Show. <laughs> because my name's Shoe Money. Shoe Money. My name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. I'm rich. My name's Shoe Money. Shoe Money. My name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. Nobody ever thought that I would do the things I do. But now I'm rich. I'll show you how to get rich too. You want to get the things that I got and do what I do. Because my name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. Hey everybody, what's up? Today is Tuesday, August 25th. You are listening to the Shoe Money Show on webmasterradio.fm. You can listen to us live as always on webmasterradio.fm or download the podcast later on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Burberry, iTunes, and everywhere else that the baddest podcasts in the world are on. Now, on the show, we had a, a little bit of a technical hiccup and where we missed part of the intro so we redid it a bit and we were in mid-discussion before that of talking about digital currencies and stuff like that so for people when we redid the podcast i wanted to re-record this intro for you so it didn't seem a little odd when we go into that so my guest today is maria sparagus and she's with directpaynet.com um she's got a ton of experience in the merchanting industry and a person that i've been doing business with for almost 10 years now there's, you know, uh, like a huge math problem and your computer has to work really, really hard for a long time uh, in order to solve it. If you're the first one who solves that mathematical problem, you're the one who gets the reward, which is the big Oh, got it. Yep. Yeah, see, because when, when I first started doing it, you would see your computer doing all kinds of, like, if you watch the actual stuff your computer was working on, it was like sometimes it would just, like, scrape the internet. Yep. You know, or you were just being used as a proxy and like your you would be compensated like slowly for that. Um, whereas yeah, so I see what you're saying now. It's it's a much more complex and it's like, okay, here you one million people, this is the problem I need solved. Whoever solves it first wins. Yeah, exactly. Got it. That's really interesting, and that sheds a lot of light on it for me because I've been wondering myself, like, but it, at one point, it, I mean, there's enough out there where, like, that whole system of mining could go away. I mean, why do we need to mine anymore? You know, well, I mean, I mean, there's there's only 21 million bitcoins, uh, so you know, they're they're saying within the next, you know, depending on how the interest, but within the next 10 years, all of them are going to be mined. Uh, so there's not going to be any left to mine, but they're divisible by eight. So you can do like 0.0001 Bitcoin. So the value of it, you know, even if it increases a lot, you can have like, they call it bits now, which is milli Bitcoin, um, instead of calling it 0.00 something. Um, I mean, the incentive, I guess, is as is, I guess you could call it, um, kind of like hedging a bet you know i mean if you think the bitcoin people are saying that bitcoin uh is going to be you know five thousand dollar uh five thousand dollars per bitcoin one day so if you know if that happens then you mining right now is going to be profitable for you it's like buying stocks or buying uh, you know different assets if you believe that they're going to increase in value um then it's worth worth your time and worth your your energy cost i guess yeah i mean they could always do more currency though, right? Like like our government does, like inflation and deflation of currency, like take more out of the exchange or put more in. I mean, couldn't they? Well, no, actually, that's that the the beauty of the uh, of the Bitcoin system, I guess we can call, is that Bitcoin actually only 
uh, it, it has a finite amount. So there's 21 million and that's it. There, there cannot be. So it's really is going to work. It's a, it's supposed to emulate a, a perfect supply and demand economy, which is what the U S dollar is supposed to be. But, you know, obviously the U S dollar gets printed when it needs to be. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's after 21 million, there's none left. Yeah, we can just print three times as much money and it has zero effect on our economy, which I, I thought I, – I'm still waiting for the day when all of a sudden prices go up 3x. Yeah. Because it, it makes – the US uh, – yeah, it's uh, – yeah. It's just like we have big guns. We have nuclear weapons. We just do whatever we want. Well, We're I mean the, debt. The, the number one thing and, and you know, a lot of people are speculating uh, something is that you know the US currency is not – going to be the reserve currency forever uh i don't know how long but i mean the world's changing china asia's becoming huge superpowers so they may not want to have the u.s dollar as as the reserve currency maybe it's going to be something that's not controlled by one country i don't know about that i mean i i think that that's what people want but i think like the people that would make those decisions, I think that they're taken care of enough that they, I don't know. I think it would be interesting. I mean, as an American, I don't want it to happen, but I mean, there was a big push at one time. I think Putin is really on that. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 a few interesting things that have been happening, especially like like if we switch back a little bit to like credit cards. Something interesting uh, is that there, there are some banks that I work with on the international front um, for example, Panama or in Europe that started um, pushing um, merchants to start accepting China Union Pay, uh, which is, uh, you know, is, is basically the Visa or MasterCard of China, uh, which I find odd. But uh, I mean, it's not they're, they're They're starting to push this product actually so much that uh, China Union Pay is actually bigger than MasterCard now. Um, yep. So, I mean, there's more people that have a China union pay than MasterCard. Wow. That's really, really interesting. My, my brother-in-law is a executive at Fiserv, which handles most of the back end for all of Visa and MasterCard. And so it's, it's pretty crazy the data that they have in the, I mean, it's, you know, it's like a third of the world's transactions come through Fiserv. It's like, it's crazy. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like in the future, like with the so bitcoins never can be they they can't make more. So there's like never will be inflation or deflation. It'll just be what your local currency. I mean, I know like there was. I mean, do you ever see if do you see any sort of way where that is like the world currency? Um, I think I think you know there's there's a lot of inherent problems with with having a currency that's not governed by anybody um you know there's you know there's there's nobody really that's making up the rules um so it's hard it's hard to imagine it right now uh but you know as more and more countries are becoming borderless like the eu and stuff like that um you know, I, I think it's possible that we're not going to have we're going to have some form of digital currency. I don't want to say Bitcoin, um, but, you know, it could be I, I wouldn't count it out, but I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't bet money on it either. 
Yeah. You know, I just want to tell you that the Merchant Mistress is available. So Merchant.com. <laughs> so, Sounds a little got, bit Ashley Madison-ish. Well, I'm just saying, we had um, a guest, uh, Andrea Fulton, who sells solo ads, and she is the list mistress. And she does very well for herself um, in that arena. But, yeah, I mean, like, I think... I don't know. I think I think with the branding thing. I, I'm just thinking, you gotta you gotta play up. You're a beautiful woman. You gotta play that up. Thank I think you. so. Is that sexist to say? I don't no. Know. No. See, I always get in trouble. Then Brasco edited out. But no, that I don't think that's sexist to say. Um, but yeah, the uh, the digital the digital currency thing is is fascinating. And and that's the thing with Bitcoin is. There's a lot of traffic places that I want to buy traffic from because it's weird because this new thing I got like some of the sketchy traffic sources that people use to inflate their inflex- uh, bleh, Alexa numbers and Comscore and stuff because it's like literally for 100 bucks you can get 100,000 clicks. Um, it's so super cheap on what they call these pay-to-click networks because people are literally paid like micro pennies to click on your ad. Yeah. And it's it's nuts that there even exists, but like their traffic monsoon.com, like clicksense.com, like these other ones, I'm getting like a good return on those. So like but the big ones don't take anything but Bitcoin. And so I've been like trying to figure out where do I go to buy them, but no, I haven't spent much time on it because it's not like that hard to figure out where to go. But um our friend Robin Roy uh, Krinskrug, yeah. Jingleheimer, Schmidt, Hansen, whatever. He's got like 80 names. Yeah. <laughs> so he um, he actually is part owner of a big European Bitcoin. He's got his hands in everything. Um, he's going to be on the show eventually. I love that guy. He's such a good guy. Um, but yeah, but he was trying to tell me, you know, hey, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll connect you, whatever. But he was just telling me that it's it's just, it's going to be big. Like, like is now when you you made a mention of which technology is going to win, which which ones are actually we, we only have two minutes before we go to break, so um, probably one minute now. But the so I don't want to really get into that too much. But is there a lot of like various? Is it kind of like the Blu-ray of who's going to win? Um, I mean, the digital currency itself right now, the leader is Bitcoin. Uh, there's Litecoin, there's Ripple, there's, you know, a few other ones, Dogecoin and stuff like that, that seemed like there was just more novelty. Uh, and it, everybody just keeps going back to Bitcoin. So I think that's the one that's prevailing and it's been prevailing for the, you know, at least five, five, six years now. Yeah. Cause I mean, aren't, aren't they like the PayPal of the industry where sure google wallet may come out amazon payments may come out facebook payments may come out but paypal is won. the the battle is lost right yes but i mean for example you know there's always things that move like five years ago or 10 years ago we you know we thought visa mastercard was the only thing that was ever going to happen in terms of payments but now we have all these alternative payments we have china union pay that's coming out there's all these other countries that are trying to create other you know in africa they have you know as crazy as this is but in africa uh in kenya specifically uh, you know i read a lot about different how people pay in different parts of the world uh and you know they use something called mpesa which is like um just by mobile phones basically they text each other 
other and that's how they send money to each other. So they've skipped the whole credit card thing and just gone to digital payments directly. Wow. Um, so, I mean, you know, we, we don't know. I think within the next two or three years, there's going to be a lot of changes in payments. Okay, well, I definitely want to get back to this, but we got to take a quick commercial break. So everybody, we'll be back in a couple minutes with Maria Spragas, the Merchant Mistress. <laughs> Time to cash some more checks. Shoe Money will be back on webmasterradio.fm. Creating a website is not an easy task, and there are so many companies to choose from. How do I know which one is best? It's a big jump making your site mobile-friendly, generating sales, and answering questions with no struggles. If you want to come out on top, you need Frog on Top. At Frog on Top, we take the time to make your site generate money, not just look good. Our team of experts are WordPress savvy, and our customer service is leaps ahead. See why we say our websites are designed better by leaps and bounds by going to frogontop.com. Frog on Top, your one-stop solution for the web. Frogontop.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, so social the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show on webmasterradio.fm. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Jeremy Shoemaker, and you're listening to the Shoe Money Show. Today, I'm here and extremely excited to have uh, the merchanting czar, if you will, of the internet, Miss Maria Spragas. And I met Maria originally in New York City, and we've grown to become good friends through. First, we did. We were doing a lot of business together, and just kept in touch and made a lot of mutual connections and um, all kinds of stuff. So, Maria, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and just um, we did this earlier, just for those listening live. Um, but we had a little audio glitch, so we were just going to redo the intro. Um, so, Maria, if you don't mind, just a little bit about your background, just for those listening. Sure. 
Um, okay, so I mean, uh, I'll, I'll try to give a shorter version for those listening in, uh, so you don't have to listen to me again. Uh, essentially, I've been in this space for about 10 years. Uh, started off uh, working in different tasks, mainly affiliate marketing, HR, that kind of stuff. Um, I started actually working for a company called uh, MindGeek now. It was called Mansef um, a few years back. Um, and that is the company that owns the world's largest adult entertainment enterprises, so browsers, Pornhub, and so forth. Um, so when I started there, essentially uh, doing a whole bunch of different stuff, I was asked to look at the costs of processing credit cards because we were losing a ton of money. Uh, I was given this project for about a week or two, and then uh, all of a sudden, uh, it was became a full-time job. I had a whole department of about 10 people uh, doing a whole bunch of different stuff involving credit cards. Uh, it was really tough to get a merchant account at that point for anything that was deemed high risk, especially if you were selling porn. Uh, so I learned the ins and outs of getting merchant accounts in the U.S. and different places uh, around the world. And I took that knowledge with me in 2009 when I left there and uh, started Direct PayNet in 2010. Wow. And it's amazing the to have your own company now and all that. And I just want to tell everyone, um, and I don't, I wasn't going to go long on this too. So I worked with Maria a lot and uh, I, I get to say like, she's like your partner in your company. If you need merchant accounts, if you're doing anything high risk, whether it's business op or business opportunities, biz op, um, you know, like any sort of make money online stuff, any sort of like diet stuff, rebuild stuff, whatever, any sort of high risk stuff. Um, not you guys out there know who've been in it a while, how much it sucks to get new merchant accounts and how much paperwork you have to fill out. And Maria is like the person who just takes care of everything for you and you just sign and it's nice. It's just really, really nice. And she loves doing it. And we already talked about that. So, um, we, we did a lot of business together and, uh, does, does Ty still do stuff for you? Uh, no, uh, Ty hasn't. We haven't worked together in, a, in about a year or so, actually. Yeah, I know he was starting up his own company, and Ty Buckles is who we're talking about. Actually, went and worked for Maria for a while, um, doing merchanting uh, stuff as well, and he's also ran conferences. and I and I, I know he was starting up his own uh, gym here, the focusing on cycling. So, it'd be interesting to see how he's doing. Um, I'll have to touch base with him. I should have him on the show because it'd, it'd be like, what's life after? shoe money like <laughs> life after shoe money yeah because i think everyone for the first like six months is like super relieved i don't know i'm just guessing and then like and then like we start to touch base with them and stuff actually like him he's one of it was david del nave was one that like me and him like really were super super tight in the company and then ty came along and then ty was local so we became super tight you know and and you know, really close over years um, in the company. And then um, basically like eventually I part ways with people and um, it's just, it's just, uh, it's kind of like, an, I don't know, they, they want to sow their oats and, and Dave actually became a multimillionaire when we sold a company together. So he, he wanted to pursue his dream of owning a gym and stuff like that. And, and um, me and Ty just kind of, I think, Ty was just done with it. It was just done with the whole make money online shit and, you know, and, and that was something like that was new to me was making an info product to make money online. But it was like, it was so much fun. 
um, but not for him. So uh, I think I burned him out a little bit at the end there. So we were talking about digital currency, and um, we got actually there was a couple other things I want to talk about too. Digital currency, and we were talking about the technologies and the other ones, and if and if Bitcoin has become the PayPal unstoppable monster. Um, I know that PayPal went through this, like, but actually Google um, tried to do, I mean, they, with all of their political influence and everything, tried to get um, eBay, like, an injunction against them because they wouldn't accept Google, because they only accept PayPal, right, on eBay. And so Google wanted Google Wallet on there, and I was actually at eBay's developers conference in 2007, and Google had protesters outside, like literally thousands of people they paid. And they had these freedom buses, they called them. Wow. Or it was like free eBay. And this is how big this thing it was, is they had these things to get. And it was like, you know, like they had people just chanting outside. And then so eBay kicked it up a notch and completely took off all advertising spend overnight because of that. Wow. And, I mean, you're talking about, like, I think they were spending, like, almost a million dollars a day, you know, in advertising. Because remember when they were bidding on every keyword? And if you went on eBay and you searched for – somebody did a a story on it once where they went to eBay and they searched for dead babies. And then they went to Google and searched for dead babies. And there was an ad for eBay said, looking for dead babies, find it on eBay. So, like, basically (laughs) – Every time somebody did a search on eBay, they then bid on those terms automatically through Google. So anyway, um, that was that was uh, that was just really interesting. But I wonder, you know, like because you're you're talking about, I mean, like, is, is there a headquarters for Bitcoin? No, it's not really governed by anybody. There is something called uh, the Bitcoin Foundation, uh, which is essentially just people you know, that are influential in the industry, uh, that know a lot about it, that got involved at the early stages that, um, that I guess are involved in it and try to come up with rules or I wouldn't call it rules. I would call it more like guidelines, um, on, you know, things that go wrong or how to use it and so forth. Uh, it's been plagued by quite a bit of controversy. Um, some members had some legal issues and so forth. So I don't know how, how much people actually, um, you know, listen to what the Bitcoin Foundation has to say. But, I mean, it was meant to be there to, to, to guide the industry and to get Bitcoin to be the forefront in payments payments and value storage. I mean, some people think Bitcoin is is money. Uh, some people think Bitcoin is a, a storage of value like gold, for example, digital gold. Uh, others think it's just a means of transfer. Um, so it, it depends. It's not really super clear right now what role Bitcoin has because it, it can do a lot of things. Uh, and I think the confusion is probably leading to, to people not really um, being afraid of it, I guess. People are always afraid of things that they don't understand that well. Right. And that's why I'm afraid of it. And that's why, I mean, I only invest in things I do understand. So like the market crashed yesterday and then rebounded a little bit today or something like that. Um, I, I don't understand the stock market. It makes no sense to me. And I know there's people that do and make money with it. And, you know, I, I take enough risk doing what I do that, and I work hard and I want to, I invest in land and like some uh, government funded projects that can't lose money and, you know, stuff like that. Um, 
this Bitcoin stuff is, you know, was uh, the only way I, I've interacted with it is I sold some when it when I was stunned at how much I could get for them. And that's that. I mean, for me, so I've been, you know, looking at it from a perspective of like for, you know, Kevin Hendrickson. Yeah. Um, he's been on the show. I know you know him. Yeah. He's he is one of a kind. Um, that guy, uh, he has this thing. He always says, "Bullets and gold," and he's he said that whenever he makes you know X amount for every whatever he invests, he buys bullets and gold and stores it in places. Because you know, and we've and we've talked about this on the Elite Retreat Mastermind Group. Um, somebody was this was a thread from a couple of years ago. Was like, what do you invest in? And somebody was talking about gold and silver. And one person made a, a thing that they have a shotgun with a bunch of buckshot, um, you know, a, a gold bars buried somewhere, a bunch of silver coins. Because if some like worst case scenario, and they were saying like, I don't buy gold because it's a good investment. It's I'm buying it because I want to have something if the US dollar goes to shit. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's like really sobering. And that's the thing where I think it gets scary because, okay, like if you're worried about like a, um, like, you know, a hard asset like farmland, which I've been investing in and, you know, like I can buy acres of land. I've got a farmer who does it. All I get is a check every year. And, and that's something that is always going to have some sort of value. Um, you know, and, and things like that. But, you know, like when you get into the more you get into like the stretches, right? So like you've got the U.S. currency, you know, what's going to happen with that? That could be very volatile in the next. I, I mean, I can't believe it hasn't happened yet, but whatever. Um, and then you've got, you know, the banks, like a lot of banks just freaking went belly up, you know, not that long ago. And then you've got, you know, the actual, um, you know, services. And then you get to Bitcoin and this digital service of like it's just magically out there somewhere, you know, and I think that's where people have issues with it. One thing is, you know, uh, well, do you have any comment on that? Because I have something else that's going to jump the ship here in a second. But no, you go for it. Go for it. OK, so Apple Pay. Yeah. I mean, OK, so here's an interesting thing about-, about that. I have comments about that, but I'll let you finish. So here's. One of my this this okay so I can't say the company's name but I've it's a it's a very large sporting goods company and everyone it's a household name and one of the guys who works for me around the house um, he's a he's a kid in college it's his father is the CFO of the company and I'm talking about like multi billion dollar company right mm-hmm. so. They put Apple Pay in their company um, to allow people to use it. And they took it off within a week because it was 70% fraud. Wow. They had over $18 million in transaction and fraud. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, you have to keep in mind, this is a big – I mean, you're talking about people who are buying like thousands of dollars worth of shit with Apple Pay. Okay. So they were talking about that. It's it's it was just so easy to steal someone's Apple Pay because you don't need to show an ID or even a credit card. You just wave your freaking thing, and they were just saying that um, you know, like McDonald's. You know, who cares about getting a Happy Meal? You know, with a stolen Apple Pay thing, but you get you know, 
something at their place that's a couple grand, you know, you can sell that for a lot. You know, so that's I just thought that was really interesting. And I told him I was like, God, I was like, if you went public with that, like that's Wall Street Journal, like front page and every news source, you know, and he was like, yeah, pretty sure Apple locked that down. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, yeah, whatever that I don't know what I mean, obviously, I have no idea. And I would love to say the company, but I can't. But it's um it's it is a major sporting goods retailer throughout the world. So anyway, um that's just the thing with with digital currencies and stuff and I think that the the neat thing about bitcoin is it'd be it'd be very difficult. I mean, I'm sure there's a, you could make a phishing site of sorts, but as far as getting people's you know, stealing their bitcoin identity, like how hard would that be? Well, the thing is it's you know, just just to touch on the Apple Pay stuff, the the reason I mean I I've been following Apple Pay. I'm I'm always kind of curious like what Apple's going to do in terms of payments because everybody's always saying like you know the next big thing in payments is going to be um, a non bank right somebody who like like Facebook or uh, you know or Apple or Google is going to do the biggest the next big thing in payments. Apple Pay for some reason is attracting a lot of merchants. I guess a lot of merchants are are really interested in accepting it because they figure, you know, this is going to be a big thing. But the funny thing is consumers aren't really adopting it that much. Uh, So, you know, talking about your friend, I guess that's the reason is that nobody's really using it uh, as much as everybody had hoped. And the fact that it's it's an Apple branded product, you're already people who are using Android are not going to use it. So it doesn't make much sense to me uh, in terms of a, a long, long-term solution uh, for, for solving the, the payments equation. So um, I forgot your second question. You said something else. It doesn't matter. The, oh. um, the, <laughs> the, that's, this conversation just goes where it goes. Yeah. The, so I always thought that if anyone's ever going to compete with PayPal and digital currency – on the scale that PayPal is doing, it would be someone who has massive real estate and interaction online, like eBay. Like eBay, without eBay, PayPal would not be PayPal. There's no way. Somebody yeah. else would have done it. Um, but so I thought Google had a chance at it. Um, and I used Google Pay and then everyone stopped using it. Um the next one that's ramping up is the Facebook payments. Yeah. And that to me, if it's done correctly, and that's why like the reason like PayPal took off for me was because I had a PayPal credit card. And it was like my first sites that I ever made money with were all like sketchy sites, right? Mm-hmm. And it went into PayPal and I may or may not have paid taxes on that money, but it never hit a bank account. Yeah. You know, it just stayed mad in magic land, but I had this credit card that I could spend with it. It was amazing. And I think if Facebook does like Google never sent me a card or anything like that. But I think that if Facebook does that, they have much more and more, way more than Google ingrained in the user's lives where I think if they actually, you know, did the the credit card type Facebook credit card? There's your Facebook balance. You know, something like that. They could actually rival PayPal, and I don't know if that would be any you know have any effect on Bitcoin or or whatever. But you know, I mean, Facebook 
I mean, PayPal's got to be the biggest bank in the world, aren't they? Well, I mean, PayPal is just facilitating the payments. So they're actually a technology company. They're not really, they don't do anything in terms of, they still have to pay Visa and MasterCard and the banks to, to process the transactions. Now, talking about just quickly, you know, the whole Facebook point that you brought up, the interesting thing with Facebook is that, you know, you know, in my opinion, I think the younger generations are starting to let go of Facebook. It, it doesn't seem like, it seems like it's going to be a dated uh, social media tools soon because I mean I'm just talking to like the kids in my surrounding they're like Facebook yuck you know my mom's on Facebook so <laughs> um, so I don't know how successful they would be uh, but I think if they if they inject this whole payment side of things uh, and it'll be more useful for people to use it I think they're they're going to get that resurgence in in people being interested in younger generations being interested in it um, in terms of Bitcoin. The interesting part of adding Bitcoin is that a Bitcoin transaction is relatively, you know, it is extremely low cost. So if you want to send somebody 10 bucks, it's 10 bucks. It's not 10 bucks minus 30 cents minus 2.95% uh, that you get charged with PayPal. So that's the interesting thing. Uh, and just to quickly close the loop on, you know, when you got money through your, your PayPal credit card and so forth and whether or not you, you declare that or not, uh, a lot of merchants um, are, are trying to push affiliate payments uh, via Bitcoin because affiliates, you know, can leave the, the, the Bitcoins in Never Neverland um, and they get the full money without fees. Yeah, and that's my contractors overseas want bitcoins like the guys i pay monthly and i don't i mean like i need to look into this more with my account and stuff like how that would work but they don't want to pay taxes on the, on the money through bitcoins and that's i think what's the only thing that's what i that's one of the biggest mysteries to me is that because paypal was so unregulated for so long like nobody paid taxes on their paypal income for i mean nobody did and you know, I wonder, I mean, I did, of course, uh, maybe, of course did. but I mean, you know, but I mean, like nobody's paying taxes on Bitcoin right now well, and it's so I anonymous. I mean, at what point are, are governments going to put up with that? Well, there is, you know, the IRS has come up with laws and you are supposed to declare any assets. They, they consider it an asset. They don't consider it monetary value. Um, so the asset basically appreciates and depreciates in value. So they ask you to declare how many Bitcoins you bought and when you bought them. Uh, or if you mined them, what was the value when you successfully got your Bitcoin? Uh, so, for example, if you buy them today, uh, you know, at uh, $275 and at the end of the year, they're worth $400. They expect you to pay tax on the increase in value of that asset. Now, whether they can find it or whether they, uh, you know, what kind of active investigation they will do to find who has Bitcoin, I, you know, I don't know. But if you buy, for example, Bitcoin through uh, a popular service in, in the States is uh, Coinbase, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure Coinbase has some reporting mechanisms back to the IRS. So I don't know how anonymous you can be if you're buying it through uh, providers in the States. Yeah. I, where do you go to buy Bitcoins? Uh, that's a secret. I oh. won't endorse anybody. Oh, <laughs> but you'll tell me afterwards. 
I'll tell you. Well, uh, you know, I've, to be honest, I've used Coinbase. Uh, you know, I, I have no issues with their service. They're they're good. You know, I, I got my Bitcoin as as I expected. So if if you're a newbie and you know you want to go with somebody, um, you know, that's big in the space and you'll get your your Bitcoin delivered quick, I would say Coinbase is a good option in the states. Awesome. We got to wrap this up, Maria. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I really, I really appreciate it, and I know we we went long. We had some technical glitches, um, which happens sometimes. But in in closing, I mean, like for someone, well, first of all, how do people get hold of you? Um, I am reachable uh, via telephone, email. You can go to my website. You can look me up on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. Um, so my my Twitter handle is just at directpaynet. Uh, so that's pay net, not payment, uh, to clarify. Uh, you can go to my website also, directpay.net or directpaynet.com. Uh, you can send me an email if you'd like, um, just maria at directpaynet.com. Uh, and then, you know, any other way, if you look up my name uh, on Google, you can find a, a whole bunch of ways to reach out to me. Yeah, and it's Maria Spragus, and it's S-P-R-A-I-G-S. Is that right? No. All- <sighs> All wrong. Come on. How long have I known you? Like seven years? Okay. S-P-A-R-A-G-I-S. Yeah, exactly. I read it off of, I read it off of. I I should have done the first time. (laughs) Okay. So that's why you just need to be, go by the merchant mistress and then it'll be easy for people to find you. I'm going to tell you that while we were on the phone, I actually purchased it. Nice. I'm telling you. It's in development. Because people, I'm telling you because people will not forget that. And they won't have to spell your name right. They won't say, I'm at directpayment.net. I'm at direct, you know, pay your mom, whatever. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really, it's, um, yeah, I like it. I'm digging it. Stress and, me too. And, I'm kind of hey, starting what, to like it. What all shows do you go at? Um, I, oh, I always do Affiliate Summit. Um, yeah, are you there? Yep, I'm here. Okay, uh, I always do Affiliate Summit uh, West, usually. Uh, I do quite a few different payment shows. Uh, I did PubCon uh, PubCon and LeedsCon last year. Um, so I bounce around. I, the for sure one is ASW uh, every year. I'm going to Money 2020 this year in Vegas uh, in a few months. Uh, yeah, that's in October. So uh, typically, you know, four or five shows a year, but I, I try to change them up. When's PubCon this year? Is that November or something like that? Anyway, Brasco would know because um, I'm sure they're going to go. So uh, la, 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 I was going to ask one more thing. Um, or, oh, there's a cPanel. Have you ever done anything with web hosting companies? Um, in, in meaning to, to get them merchant accounts or payments? Yep. yep. Uh, I've worked with a few. It's been a, a little while. I think it's been maybe two or three years I haven't worked with one, but I have, yeah, in the past. Yeah, because that's cPanel conference in two weeks. Um, oh. yeah, it's in, it's in Colorado. I, I was just curious if you'd ever done that, but it's like, you know, cPanel pretty much, they power like quarter of a million web hosting companies and, and all that kind of stuff. And so we're, we're working on a secret thing with them, which may or may not happen. And if it does, I'll be very happy. Um, so okay. anyway, um, Thanks for coming on, and sorry I, I get distracted easy by shiny oh, things. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I miss you, and um, we'll talk soon. Yeah, I'll see, and I'll see you in January for sure. 
All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.